0: This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 501, The 10 Worst Things You Can Do in a Negotiation, part two, by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. And I am Dan, I am your host and your narrator here, bringing you some of the best blog posts on entrepreneurship each and every day, including weekends and holidays. Now, today's post is actually a continuation from yesterday, so if you're new here or if you're skipping around, picking and choosing which episodes to listen to, You're going to want to listen to yesterday's episode first, that's episode 500, because this will make a lot more sense to you. But if you've done that and you're all caught up, let's get right to part two as we continue optimizing your life. The 10 Worst Things You Can Do in a Negotiation, Part 2, by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com Many people negotiate with the wrong math. This is the part many people don't get right, and it's hard to explain. I'll take a simple example. I don't know if the negotiation took place this way, but it describes what I mean. Why did Facebook buy Instagram for $1 billion? Instagram had 11 employees and zero revenues. On that basis, maybe Instagram was worth nothing or close to it. But maybe the negotiation went something like this. Instagram. Let's agree to a formula first on how we should value our company. Facebook, uh, okay. Instagram, forget about our revenues for a second, but let's just assume we can earn X dollars for every user you have. Call that number Y dollars. Pay us X dollars times Y. Facebook, uh, okay. Instagram probably then showed how they could add a dollar in value for every customer Facebook had. Facebook has a billion users, so a billion dollars. Come to the negotiation with your formula. Know how to fill in the variables before the other side does. Every good negotiator does this. The reason I know this? Because this is how I've lost many negotiations to good negotiators. I've had very good mentors on this one aspect of negotiation. Because we all negotiated the formula, but not the price, in advance, then everyone has already said yes to something and they basically have to stick with it. Well, they don't have to, but it's high stakes and you don't want to seem like you don't live up to your word. F. If you hope for only one outcome, you never get it. I really wanted my company, Stockpicker, to be bought by Google. I threw everything I could into the basket. I would send them love notes in the middle of the night. Seriously, I was in love with the woman doing the negotiating. I didn't have a technical team, was the problem. We built the whole site for a few thousand dollars. I had one partner. We had 99% margins on our revenues, but Google likes technical teams. Oh well. I then focused on getting alternatives. I called AOL, Yahoo, Reuters, Forbes. Then the street.com bought us. Sometimes people write me and say, I sent my 10 ideas to my favorite company, but they haven't called back. Should I call them again? That's the wrong question. The right question is, what's the next 100 companies I should write to? It's no secret that being able to walk away from a negotiation is the best starting point in a negotiation. G, smarter people lose. This is what I like to say. You guys are the experts at this. We've just been focused on building our product, company, art, whatever. Then I say, if you were me, what would you ask for? I ask them for advice because they are the experts. It's not a lie. If you are applying for a job with someone more senior than you, why not ask the more senior guy for advice? He knows more than you. Very often, they give very good advice. H, if you negotiate with a loser, you lose. If two sides are negotiating, you need at least one champion for what you are doing on the other side. One time I was working with a company and GE offered us a billion dollars for the company. Yes, a billion. They laid out the time frame. The deal will be closed by November 15th, said the highest ranking person in the room from GE. I went back to the CEO of the company I was advising and told him that. He said, who are you talking to? I told him. He said, 100% chance this deal doesn't happen. But they offered, I told him. They actually made an offer. Trust me, no way. There's no real champion for you on the other side who is close to being a decision maker. She is five rungs below the decision maker and she's your only champion. And he was right. That deal did not happen. They found a better way to get what they wanted for one two hundredth of the price. You can only cross the bridge to the other side if someone strong is there holding out their hand to pull you in. I, the deal is not the final deal don't relax. People think when they agree on a deal, that's the end of the negotiation. I'm sorry to say that is only the beginning of the negotiation. There's agreeing, there's signing, and there's closing. The final two steps are equally important and everyone assumes they are easy. They aren't. They are excruciatingly painful. The honeymoon period lasts for two days after you agree. Then there can be another six months to go. Agreeing is easy. I'll buy your product or business for X dollars. Signing a deal involves all the little things that are the nickels and dimes. Closing a deal means both sides delivering everything they represented in a deal. At each stage of this is buyer's remorse and seller's remorse, and often things have to be renegotiated. So every day after agreement, make it a point to stay in touch, be friends. Keep focusing on the vision, particularly with the champion for your deal on the other side. Have just as much energy to close all the details. Keep in touch with the lawyers to make sure paperwork is going through. Keep working on the alternatives since the negotiation is not done till it's done, and so on. So many deals fall apart after agreement. You don't need this pain in your life. Love is a negotiation. Taking another break here in the post, please forgive me for not laying it out all perfect. When I used to go on a first date, I was both scared and excited i get excited first. She wants to date me. And then I'd get scared. Ugh, what do I do now? I'd literally do homework for the date. I'd find out her interests and read books on them. I'd watch comedy beforehand. I'd think of things to say and questions to ask. I'm not saying preparation is bad. One time I was an expert on Kabbalah. Another time I had to be an expert on Al Gore. Long story. Another time I had to bribe the counter girl to pretend she knew me before my date arrived. I'd be too scared to show my real self, so I'd have to get her to like my fake self long enough for me to feel comfortable showing the real me. Sometimes that never happened. In many cases, I never had a real me. I was always jumping through hoops to keep the fake me going. I had to keep bribing the counter girl every time we went for yogurt. This is the difference between agreeing on a deal, the first date, and closing. Trust, love, real compassion. This is a problem I'm afraid I will always have but I hope I am getting better bit by bit. And J, most deals don't work out. You agree, you sign, you close, and still it's not the end. Don't be the guy or woman who falls apart now that all the energy of the deal has been expended. It's a negotiation and a deal because now there is work to do. There is a common vision to be achieved. There is a fantasy that must be made into reality. Be that person, be the one who delivers you have a new baby in your hands as the result of this negotiation. And now the hard work begins. Raise that baby to be a good adult. You just listened to part two of the post titled The 10 Worst Things You Can Do in a Negotiation by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. And thank you as always to James Altucher. He has founded or co-founded over 20 companies and published 20 books as well. He's also a contributor to the Financial Times, the Wall Street Journal, TechCrunch, and the Huffington Post. He's an entrepreneur, writer, investor, trader, and a podcaster. And uh, you can hear him interview a bunch of talented people on his very own podcast, The James Altucher Show. So definitely search for it wherever you get your audio and check it out. But I think that does it for today here at Optimal Startup Daily. I thank you so much for being a subscriber to the show as we begin our next 500 episodes, hopefully. And have yourself a great rest of your day. I will, of course, be back with you tomorrow as usual where your optimal life awaits.